Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk Liverpool and we're in a bit of a strange run of Liverpool games and very strange Let's Talk Liverpool episodes. Beginning of the season, you know, all the hope and all the expectation of, of a Premier League champions uh, season started off very well. We were up the top of the league, had a bit of a gap, um, but more recently things have um, taken a very, very strange turn. I guess a turn that inevitably was going to come at some point you know we couldn't keep up the way we were playing uh forever but one that's I guess a little bit a little bit strange and perplexing in terms of how it's happened um but also it doesn't necessarily seem obvious what the answer is uh and I think that's one of the things that I think myself and other Liverpool fans are kind of struggling with because it doesn't look like there's an easy answer to the problems uh, and struggles that we're currently facing. And it very much seems like, particularly against the teams in the lower half of the table, the games either go one or two ways. They either go the same way the, the Palace game went, the, the game against Wolves earlier in the season, the way against Leeds earlier in the season, or they go this way, where it's like the Burnley game, the Newcastle game, the Fulham game, the Southampton game almost there's a kind of a big disparity and unfortunately for us this period of games which had a bunch of very winnable games for us has just not not resulted in that and we've come away from it not only with no not only with very few points not to say no points we have drawn quite a few of these games and our defense has been fairly solid and has kept us fairly solid and make make sure that we got away with at least a point out of all of these games but as well as coming out with very minimal points and dropping off the pace, uh, being six points now behind Manchester United. But more importantly, it's really hurt kind of the the confidence, the swagger, the belief of all of the players. And I think the points will eventually come back. But that whole confidence and belief thing is something that, that Klopp spent two to three years before, you know, building um, in the team. And uh, it's all, it, I don't want to, I don't want to sound too kind of doom and gloom, but from what we've seen, not only for one or two isolated games now, but for a continued period of time, is um, almost a, a lack of ideas, uh, absolute lack of execution in terms of chances in front of goals when, when they do come. And we'll talk a bit more about those specific chances that we had against Burnley today. But just the yeah the, the belief in in their skills and in, in the way we're playing it just it just everything seems to just it seems like a perfect storm of problems right now it's not it's that it's the players are out of form it feels like the system isn't necessarily working it feels like teams that we play against are just got that extra little bit of um spring in their step because they know they can probably nick a result against us and and all of these things are just leading to a bit of a doom and gloom situation but i guess the, the one thing i would say about this all is because of the the fairly positive start to the season we had ruling out you know the freak results like Aston Villa we were actually fairly well high up the table and and even though we've had what seems like a really prolonged kind of poor stint in the Premier League we're still only six points away from from Manchester United you know when we were top of the league Manchester United were more than six points behind us and they've been able to catch up with us and go beyond us and so um, I think although we are on a bit of a, a decline in terms of form and the number of points we're getting, we are still uh, kind of in touching distance of um, the you know of the kind of top couple of places in the Premier League. And with it, with it being so close there, those games we have against those teams, the games against Leicester, the games against City, uh, the games against um, 
Tottenham, the games against Manchester United um, are going to be huge. And I talked about this, uh, not in the Manchester United review, but the one before, talking about how I thought a big game could be the thing that kind of sparks us out of uh, this. And it didn't really turn out that way against Manchester United, but we're going to have no choice. The next couple of games that we have uh, are, are not against teams that are kind of lower down on the table. They are very, very tough games. Uh, we've got Tottenham in the next six, we've got Manchester City, uh, Leicester as well, Everton as well. So uh, we're going to have to turn this 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 period of form over very, very quickly uh, because we could, we could get into a very strange fight um, that I think we probably want to avoid in terms of, you know, top four or even Europa League places, which I think we... We, we're way better than and, and we don't want to get involved in because it is just a crazy dogfight. But anyways, let's focus on this game then, right? So going into the game, a couple of changes to the team, which I didn't expect. Um, I thought Klopp had pretty much stuck with his kind of strongest team almost. Uh, and, and I kind of almost expected Klopp to trust those players to play themselves kind of into form and, and play the way into the game uh, to get the result for us. Um, so I was a little bit surprised to see Shakiri um, come into the team. Divock Origi get probably what is only his first or second start of the season. Uh, Oxlade-Chamberlain come in. Henderson looks like he's got a little bit of a problem. Um, but I was surprised to see so many changes, particularly in those attacking areas. And it's not like we have, you know, those those like very good attackers on the bench that, you know, come on and nick a goal like a Solskjaer was back in the day. Um, or, you know, Chicharito, they're great, great examples of players who were kind of on the bench, but, you know, if you needed them to do a job um, from the start, that you know, they could. Uh, Divock hasn't really showed that. Shakiri showed himself more as a, a kind of creative player for the front three, um, which he works a bit better with the likes of uh, Jota, like like, like the, the likes of Salah. Um, and then Oxlade-Chamberlain playing out on the right, like, that's something that I, I definitely find really frustrating. And I know Oxwell will never say no to playing because none of the players will do that. But it almost feels like if you're going to play Ox out on the right, kind of just don't play him um, because he you can tell he's frustrated. He's not getting in the games. He's coming off after 60 minutes. And I don't know whether that's a... It's probably a mixture of a fitness thing as well as a uh, kind of confidence and the way he's playing thing as well. But don't play Ox out on the right wing. We know that's not his strongest position. He knows his, his strongest position. The, the impact he has on the game is so minimal out there. Um, and it's just it's just very frustrating as a Liverpool fan to see us struggle out that on that wing, but then also like not playing a player who that's not his position. That's not his position. So let's not play him there. We're not. We're never ever going to get the best out of the Ox if he's out there on the right hand side. But first half, I don't know. We we seemed a little bit nervous. I think going into the game, um, and I think Burnley kind of sensed that, and that only got stronger and stronger. Uh, as the game went on, you know, particularly in the second half, Burnley smelt blood 100%. And that's what led them to, you know, what's probably against their nature a little bit, push forward, commit that extra man. And probably arguing, it's probably what Manchester United probably should have done um, on Sunday. And uh, I think we almost kind of encouraged that because of how sloppy we were in, in the chances we made and the way we were playing, the crosses we were putting into the box, etc, etc. But in the first half, we kind of controlled most of the ball and possession like you would expect. Um... Divock Origi had a couple of chances, but straight at Nick Pope. Not, you know, Nick Pope's a very solid keeper. It's, you know, he's not going to be making carious type mistakes. Um, and so that was very, I guess, kind of frustrating. But you know what? We were creating some chances. We were creating some shots on target. Uh, and so you thought, you know what? Keep playing this way. Keep playing this way. And um, maybe something will break our way. And fortunately, it did for us. 
Ben Mee was like a, a long, long way away from his goalkeeper and tried to play a back pass, which he completely messed up. Divock Origi was through one-on-one with the goalkeeper. And unfortunately, he went and smashed the ball against the bar. And that pretty much sums up everything about Liverpool over the past month or so. Um, just, you know, even when given a chance, still fluffing their lines, you know, so close to making something happen, yet so far. And um, I don't know, it, it probably... And the, the frustrating thing about it is, you know, I would expect any one of the normal front three in those posits, in those in that situation, given even their current form, would have put that away. Uh, even Bobby Firmino, with the chances he's missed over the past couple of games, I, th- I thought would would 100% put that chance away. Um, but unfortunately, he didn't. And honestly, that felt like the break we needed. We, we really, really did need that break. And uh, it was just really unfortunate for us not to get that break. And in the second half, again, it was it was kind of honestly just more the same. We were holding the ball, playing the ball around, on the wings, getting the crosses into the box. But the thing that frustrated me, and, and obviously none of those crosses led to anything, hence we, you know, we, did, we didn't score. But the thing that frustrated me most about the, about the crossing was that it just didn't feel like we were even trying to cross to one of our players. It felt like we were just lumping the ball not lumping the ball but we were just putting the ball into the box into an area hoping that you know uh, a Burnley player would make a mistake or one of our players would kind of you know get in front of a Burnley defender and nick the ball in and you just can't play that way you can't play that way you, you know there's there's certain opportunities where you know you, you say you know you hit and you put a ball into a good area and you hope that someone can get onto it but you can't keep doing that again and again and um, I don't want to be too critical of Trent and, and Robertson uh, because we still need to keep getting those balls in there because a big part of the way we play is down to the fullback so if we stop getting the ball into the box uh, a big part of the way we play from an attacking perspective is just completely out of the out of question um, so we need to keep getting those balls in the box but um, you know just try and aim towards a player I feel like I feel like we were just kind of aimlessly putting balls in the box and without any clue and even when Salah and Firmino came on we really struggled to make any chances and I don't think it was as much a kind of a lack of creativity but it was just they just didn't know what to do and and, and I don't and the, the thing I said at the beginning was it, it doesn't seem like an obvious way out of this um maybe it's a change in system you know Klopp stuck with this 4-3-3 for over three to four years now Maybe it's time for a change of system, not only to kind of refresh our players, but also pose a different challenge to the opposition as well. Um, because the opposition have been seeing the same looks, they've been seeing the same plays, etc., etc. And it's become easier now for players and teams and managers to set up against us. Um, but yeah, obviously they got the penalty. It was a penalty. There's nothing we can really do about that. Uh, it, it is what it is. Fibinho should have done a little bit better in terms of just staying with Ashley Barnes rather than just kind of letting him go. Um, but... It, everything just kind of summed up that game. Um, we didn't deserve to win. I don't think Burnley deserved to win, but they gambled when they when they sensed um, some naivety on our side. And fair play to them. They they go away with the three points, which is huge for their their relegation battle this season. But yeah, I think the shout out to Klopp in this episode. There's going to be no man of the match, obviously, but the shout out to Klopp I think is still very much around trying something different, whether that be system personnel. We can't really do much more because of the injury situations we have. Um, playing playing players in their right position, I think, is a big thing. But just trying something different, whether it be two at top, two up top, maybe a four-two-four formation, whatever it might be. But we're going to have to turn something around fairly quickly because we can't keep dropping points against teams like this because we'll get found out against the bigger, uh, more difficult teams. But it's a very frustrating game overall, and um, yeah, lots lots to lots to take away, lots to improve on. 
Um, and hopefully next time out, we've got an FA Cup game next up. Hopefully that can distract us a little bit. But uh, next time out, hopefully something's different because uh, something needs to be different. But thank you guys for watching this episode. Um, yeah, let me know your thoughts on, on what you think maybe Liverpool could do differently. But uh, thank you all for watching and I'll catch you on the next one.